Welcome to the Weekly Pitch. I'm Michael Memes alongside Jeremy Goldstein and Marab Samad. We got a lot of sports to cover. Baseball, basketball, football. We got your prices picks, of course. Let's get rolling. So first off, we have the World Series. It ended. The Dodgers, like you guys said, they won in six. Didn't get there exactly the smoothest. You saw that game four was uh, not at all smooth for the Dodgers. They uh, blew a lead, but... In game six, there was a very questionable Kevin Cash decision. Uh, and then he had after the game also that Justin Turner came back on the field after t- testing positive for COVID. Unacceptable. And he had to leave during the game. So I guess, what are your guys' takeaways from this series? Like, what's going to be your, when we look back in a few years, what are you going to look at? I think the one thing you're going to remember is the Snell decision and Justin Turner just being a terrible person. Like at the end of the day, you win the World Series, sure. But if you get family member, the family members or your teammates and your coaches sick, that's too much of a price to pay. And I think that just resembles what's been going on in the country lately. Hate to, this is the ne- most negative I'm going to be. So just had to point that out. Mirab? Yeah, um, there's just nothing to say about those kind of actions by Justin Turner. Like, if, we, if they if the Dodgers needed to win this of game, not just before the World Series, but if did if they didn't, we wouldn't see a game seven for probably two three weeks. And that would be one of the big like we saw we saw Manfred after the interview give like a, a, a after the game give an interview saying like oh I'm so happy it ended in six like he was like in tears like and stuff like that so. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the decision by Cash is going to be really high, heavily criticized because Snell was on fire. He was on fire. He couldn't. He couldn't stop. He couldn't stop. In the he couldn't stop. The Dodgers just couldn't stop him, and he only pitched seventy pitches, right? Seventy-two, I believe. Yeah. Snell pitched seventy-two. Yeah. So he had way more left in. And analytics are. I'm still a big believer of analytics, but at the end of the day. You this you gotta make sure you account for you gotta account for stuff that are outside of analytics as well. Well, here's the thing with analytics because John Boy did a breakdown with this. It's Snell with the third time in the order. It's a it's not much worse. And then also the fact that Mookie Betts, who is coming up next, he's the leadoff hitter in their lineup. He hits really good against fastballs, and they brought in a guy Anderson who uses the fastballs a lot. Uh, whereas Snell, he can mix it up and do you know he has a lot of off speed stuff. That's good. Uh, for me, what I remember is Kershaw getting his first World Series because he's he's going to go in the Hall of Fame and he's going to be one of the known as a legendary pitcher. Um, and that'll be like it could be his only World Series. I don't know, but at least he'll be his first. And all the like just all the stuff post game. Not only do you know you got the Turner stuff, but you also got like Fox having to announce it and then no one knowing like okay why didn't he get known about this earlier? And apparently there's a test they didn't get the results of and. Then Manfred got booed, and it looked like apparently people thought he was going to crying. And then he had like an IFB problem, so he was really talking slowed down. I know people thought he was like drunk or something, but it he was, wasn't. It, he wasn't. It was, it was an IFB no. thing where, like, because I was, I remember when I was uh, practicing a broadcast, I was listening through my headphones, me talking, and it was so weird because he could hear me talking slowly, but I started talking very slowly. Exactly. So, when we did the we, uh, when we did the pregame postgame for women's basketball last year, that's what happened. Yeah, that, I, that's probably what happened. Yeah, that's why it sounded so weird. So that's what I'm going to remember mostly. I, I think it's going to be weird because now Manfred said they're going to lose money next year. 
Um, and like he's worried about that, and if they're gonna have a season, so is there gonna be another CBA holdout? Like, it is. I doubt be, it. It's gonna be interesting, especially it's... if we don't get a vaccine before the next season. No, no, I don't think we're gonna get one before the next season. That they're gonna get one, like maybe in the middle of the first half, if at earliest. So I think it'll be crazy because once people start to get vaccinated, they're gonna have to have like a registry to see who can come into the stadium and be near people. It's gonna be the, when people are really starting to get vaccinated and they get to come. To come out in public that's gonna be really hectic because you're gonna have to determine who can get sick and who can't get sick you know what i'm saying no yeah um i was gonna talk about the coaching hires i think i'll talk about it a little bit kind of it's a good it's a good transition it's free agency is gonna be it's gonna be god crazy this year because you already have here's the list so far of what i remember of this kind of significant guys so far, Charlie Morton, Brad Hand, Darren O'Day, Ryan Braun, David Robertson, Carlos Santana, Corey Kluber, and Mike Zanino, they were all had their options declined or they got cut or something like that. So we got already some guys in free agency. Morton, you know, he's a guy that he saw, you know, he was really good, you know, for this team. So it's been crazy. And it does, I know it's another news this week, Cohen, officially, about the, technically it's not through yet, but it's, it's going to be a big advantage for him because most owners are not going to want to spend money. And Cohen, you know what he's going to want to do? He's going to want to spend all the money, and he's going to pick up these. He's going to be able to pick up these guys for che- relatively cheap contract. I mean, Brad Hand got cut for like a, or no, O'Day got cut for like a one million dollars savings. Like that's how cheap teams are being. So bankroll. And people thought the Yankees weren't going to bring back Britain. They were going to decline his option. No, I'm happy they did too. I'm happy they brought him back, honestly, because um, if he declined the player option, I guess we could get him for cheaper. But I'd rather. At least have Britain back. Like you need to, you need to ensure he was the best reliever they had last year. So they no, got to ensure. I mean, Chapman, Chapman has his stuff, but he also struggled mightily. And I'm, I'm ready to sort of look to a younger closer or start to be ready to see what a younger Kingley? closer will be. Kingley's, he, Kingley's like 32, 33. Who's our? Wait, you want a young closer? Yeah, I want, I want to see a young reliever come in. Holder? I oh, mean, we signed someone. Or just anything, because obviously. I think in terms of next season for the Yankees starting pitching, I want it, it, obviously Tanaka and Paxton are free agents. I, I want Paxton to 100% walk. I don't want him back. But <laughs> if they don't get Tanaka, if they don't get Tanaka back, I'm oh, thank God he's gone. Um, think about what the rotation would be at the end of the season. Is you, <laughs> pending any trades, you have Cole, you have Severino, you then you have Garcia, Montgomery, and potentially Clark Schmidt. That's a rotation I can really get behind. You have the veterans and Cole and Severino who know how to dominate a lineup when they're healthy and at their best. And then you have Garcia and potentially Clark Schmidt who are exciting young players that can be an energizer for a lineup. Who's ready to get for the next well, Mets to get bankrolled? Let's go. Severino's not going to be back right away. You have to remember that. Severino, I said by the end of the season. Herman's going to – I mean, also Herman's back. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a I mean, he's playing with – he's playing baseball right now with Sanchez and Andu, and Andujar, so – I I would Yankee put him in the bullpen. Right I'd put him in the bullpen. I'd put him in the bullpen if they can. I don't Do know. you guys think the Yankees think, will realistically think, make big signings, though? Like, I feel like they should – like, they've been doing this for so long, but That's it hasn't been working. I feel like – like, we saw with the Dodgers, they have a consistent farm system as well. Like, the Yankees – I like, you guys have – you guys don't have a lot of young talent, right? We have, I mean, we have some. Jason um, Dominguez. Jason Dominguez. Well, I mean, in terms of, you mean on the team or in prospect wise? In pro, like in jet, like, like compared, like let's look at like a big market like the Dodgers. Like the Dodgers have like a s- small market strategy with big market. Um, 
thing. And I feel like that would really help the Yankees. But, like, the Yankees just go out and spend big. And every year, they just come back more disappointed young guys. than next. I feel like if you well, guys we, build Mike, something what happened? Better, like, what especially happened? during the pandemic where people are going to be – they're going to be probably pitching their wallets a little bit. Like, they Yankees should, should take be advantage, developing honestly. their players more from the inside. They, they Mike, what happened to – guys for cheap make a really good bullpen. What happened to what? Gavin Lux? Gavin Lux is is supposed to be good. Um, Was I he on the team this year? He hasn't. He didn't start in the World Series for them. Did he, but, did he play ever this season, Gavin Lux? No, the Dodgers do have like Gratterall. He's also very young. Yeah, uh, the, the, and they the have May have and May and Gonsolin are very young. So in terms of, yeah, the Dodgers have a lot of young guys. I mean, the Yankees have Torres and Andahar. He had the injury. Um, and yeah. he hasn't been exactly the no, same. I, mean, yeah, like, I feel terrible like, for him. Uh, Ari- Arias, he was a homegrown Dodgers player. They didn't spend anything on him, and he's and he literally just closed out the World, se- World Series. Serious, so, yeah. Developing no, yeah, guys is definitely you. We don't get – we haven't homegrown a really great bullpen. Arc. Even Batantis, he was good. He made a couple of hours for teams, but you saw the yeah. flaws with him. Uh, you saw he, he just – when guys are on base, he just collapsed. I want to bring up just on Dominguez, too. He, this outfielder the Yankees have from that they so signed good. internationally. He's 17 and he looks 10 years older than me. Like it's incredible how. And Jeremy's tall. <laughs> you know, like he's really mashing the ball on. T- like I, you can see on Twitter, and he, I'm, re- I get. He's one of those guys who I can tell you is going to be up when he's 19 or 20. No, he's he's really good. I mean, the Yankees signed him. He was like the top most money ever spent on an international free agent, and there's a reason why. He's the Martian. He's supposed to be. He's the Martian. Yeah, um, he's going to be really good. Um, I'm going to quick move on to some managerial hires. I'm not even sure which I'm going to ask, and then we could discuss kind of each of them. But like, which do you think was the more surprising? Uh, wait, wait, wait. How about hire? how about you go to Mar- how about we all just do like a reaction? Sure. Um, yeah. So, Jeremy, we had two hires this week. Tony LaRusso of the White Sox, A.J. Hinch for the Tigers. First, which one do you think is more surprising? And kind of oh your boy. thoughts on each of them. These are both terrible. Um, more surprising is LaRusso because I thought after the Cardinals many years ago, he was done. And then the last time he managed the White Sox was when the Mets won their World Series in 86. So, I don't think he's going to – He's obviously, it's, obviously ca- it's already ca- caused commotion in the, in the, um, in the organization – I don't think the players like him. I don't think he's connected to them. And I've heard racist rumors with him. So I, I don't even want to see what, how that's going to go down. Um, Marab? Oh, pinch fails. Oh, pinch fails. That is all. That is all. <laughs> Why would they give him a job? I don't, I don't understand. Because, I mean, because pinch- people would rather win than be good he, people. You think the, play, the players, obviously, I, I think... How are you going to like somebody I mean, who cheated? Core is probably going back to the Red Sox, so that, I mean, yeah, that's but but that's fine because week. they know him there. I mean, but the Tigers—they really—I don't know. I feel like it's weird because you also have like a, a really awful team because of Dave Dombrowski, because what he does to teams. But like, you have a lot of young players now that like, could probably become targets because AJ Hinch is your manager. So right. I don't know if it was the best decision. Um, the White Sox were rumored to for Hinch because they were like, we want someone with like World Series experience. And people were like, Cora or Hinch? And then it was like, oh no, we're gonna get Tony Larusa out there. Um, I don't know about the racist stuff with Larusa. I know he did also che- he did cheat. He did um he or alleged to cheat. He was accused of doing it in like the 80s. Um, but also like yeah, you also have the fact that you know he 
is in the Hall of Fame. He was inducted in 2014. I don't think I've ever seen that before. A guy gets inducted and he's then he unretires. 76 years old. I, I if for a team like the White Sox, especially I think Rick Renteria liked the, the team a lot. If you're gonna fire him, fine, and you want to move on to to somebody who's gonna be there for a long time, like a Joe Judge thing with the Giants, how the Giants plan on having him be the develop the developmental coach. You got to go with a younger name. You got to go with a fresher face. Larusa is not going to be here for more than three seasons. So I mean, it's, especially because manager third seasons as like kind of like, like they're basically using analytics and they're kind of a face of the team. Yeah. Think about a guy like Gabe Kapler. Like he's he's a pretty face. That's it. Like he's not a. If he would, it's probably it's more the analytics making the decision. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, look at how well the analytics analytics worked in the World Series, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, here's my opinion with the analytics. I think it's it's a useful tool, but I don't think it is the be all end all. I mean, there are people it's on really, Twitter, yeah, no, it's um, who will sure. basically say, okay, you need to make this decision because of analytics and stuff like that. Um, but it's like, okay, I get that, but also. There are times where it is going to work out if you ride the hot hand or you ride, you know, you ride the guy who's kind of shown up in these situations before. Um, Everyone yeah. wants to just be a real life Moneyball now, man. But man, also people are like saying that Dodgers didn't use analytics, like the Rays use analytics and Dodgers didn't, and this is the reckoning on you know analytics. Like the Dodgers use analytics, maybe yeah. not. Dod- Dodgers use a lot of al- a little more, but like their, Dodgers use analytics teams, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, these manager, I don't know. There's a couple. There's still openings left. Um, a little surprise hinge went to the Tigers, but I guess like, you're not gonna get many national games, which is nice. No offense to uh, the the Tigers, but they're not good. I mean, I guess you can watch Miguel Cabrera if he approaches a milestone. But besides that, like, they really don't have much. Um, it's sad to say. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's anything else really in MLB. Um, Yankees declined Guardians and Hats at option. I'm sure they're trying to bring Guardy back cheaper. I wouldn't bring him back. It's, I'd bring him back. I talk, I don't trust Talkman anymore. He can't hit. I saw about that. I, you have Hicks, Stanton, Judge, and Clint. I mean, I, I never I played in the outfield. I know, but you can still for backups. I I don't I want Talkman as my backup. I'd rather have Guardy because if someone gets injured, I'd rather have Guardy in the outfield. That, wait, does LeMahieu have a qualifying offer, no, right? No. Uh, no. He's a free agent. I mean, he, I don't know how much he's going to get signed for. Want to know who you bring up to be the backup outfielder? And hear me out on this. Esteban Florial. Yes. I Yeah, I don't know if they're ready to. They, they seem to be hesitant for bringing guys up soon. So, I, I I'll see. But... I, there's sometimes there. I feel like they are overly hesitant. You see guys like waiting oh, in AAA, waiting in AAA. Yeah. If they do that, yes. But also, like, what if he doesn't work out? What if he really is not ready for the MLB? And then what? Do you, I also Talkman? think Talkman will be better because of the. I think last season was weird, and I'm going to give him the bailout. There. I mean, he had no home runs every season, but the one season where he was really good for the Yankees. So, I don't know. I think maybe that one season could have been like an outlier, and he's really just a guy who has. He's a good defender, and he can't really hit that good. Can't hit the fastball, no. But speaking of, uh, we were talking about some hirings, some other hirings uh, in the NBA. The 76ers hired Daryl Morey. Um, I, I I was a little surprised by this move. I didn't really know where Morey was going to go, but it was pretty quickly. Maybe, I, maybe I'm overreacting to this, but I feel like Ben Simmons is done in Philadelphia. I mean, you think about these Rockets teams, oh. and they had a guy, they had, you know, Lots of threes. 
I know at the beginning it wasn't exactly that when you had Dwight Howard and stuff like that, like Jeremy Lin and Pat Bev with Harden, but you know, Simmons, how does he he doesn't fit? Kind of crazy oh. because he's going from a small ball lineup to a lineup that really is relying on their big man. So Doc, we'll see how he adjusts. Doc Rivers already said Elton Brand already said Simmons and Embiid aren't getting moved anywhere, and I hundred percent believe that Simmons. Even though I would love for Simmons to leave, because that would maybe open up a slight opportunity for the Timberwolves with an OKC. Okay, like we, I saw, I saw Stop a scenario it. where <laughs> you think it. I mean, you I saw that. a scenario pick, where OKC helps. Timberwolves in this Philly. Like it would, it, it's a whole big trade. But realistically, it will not work unless like someone like James Harden joins the oh, Sixers, which could I don't That's see it happening. Either. By the way, by the way, shameless plug. I'm going to be everybody go to DailyKnicks.com and check out my latest article on how Russell Westbrook should go to the Knicks. Yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, as long if the Knicks can get draft picks for it, in it, then I'll take it. But if in they're, it, not, they're giving up, they're trading away assets. I, I'm not happy about that. They haven't done anything yet, but I'll tell you what. If the Knicks trade Knox, Neil Aquina, Portis, Payton, and two second-round picks for Chris Paul, I will be angry. Like, that is just – you <laughs> don't do that. Well, I mean – Chris Paul is not going to do anything. Chris, what are you ready Chris Paul to do? Help help the assets. Well, I'm sorry, but Chris Paul isn't going to be – I don't think going to have that much yeah, of an impact on a, that kind of team. He's going to be 37. Chris Paul is not worth it on a team that without any stars. That's the thing. No, yeah. I mean, like, realistically, um, Chris Paul, like a box. I would just like to – I'd love to see Chris Paul in the box. But the Knicks – Oh my god! Like it just well, I no know sense. the Knicks are already winning the championship. This well, the season. only, on, the only I mean, the only good thing about that is the Knicks would get Melo if that's the case. Possibly. Um, I mean, be, why would you want Melo though? I want Melo. I want Melo back just so we can retire. I do too. But I'm, not I, but, but I'm just worried that they're going to get too old again. No, my, you another power forward will not help your cause. Like mm-hmm. he plays small forward for the Blazers, but he like he said specifically. Specifically, I'm going to a team that will give me more p- playing time. So he's back on his old stuff again. Like, it's just not worth it for the Knicks. Like, if he play, I feel like the Blazers are his best fit. They should stay at the Blazers. But at the end of the day, he's gonna go where the back where where he gets the most playing time. So that might be the Knicks at this point. Oh God! Speaking of Knicks, a former coach for them and a former Rockets coach, a former Lakers coach, Mike D'Antoni got hired by the Nets. It made sense. He did run the six seconds or, or eight seconds or less. Offense with the Suns, I think they're six or eight, but um, where Steve Nash is the point guard in that system, so have you know, he has a good relationship. A little surprised he took an assistant coaching job. It's gonna be so funny his, that he's the he's he's his former players his boss. I mean, but I mean, also got um like, yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty good assistant coaching hire. I I do worry like if if Nat if the Nets start struggling, if people are gonna be like fire Nash and have the Tony be coach. Um, you know they have so um, Hershey with like Jason Kidd and Lawrence Frank, but yeah, I don't know. No, they have Amari Stoudemire too. They got the entire Suns roster. They got Amari Stoudemire on that on that coaching staff. Where's Leandro Barbosa? John Marion too. Like just bring they back him everyone. Too? Barbosa's there too. No, I was saying, where is he? I I was like, that's a good. I, I'm thinking of like that Suns team. Nothing will beat the Mike Woodson hire. By the way, he's the best. But oh god, <laughs> Jeremy is like. Gonna praise the Knicks and they're gonna go like thirty and fifty-two. Well, hey, we don't even know if they're gonna have. I that will take games. thirty and fifty-two. That's pretty good. You're not a, you're not a playoff contender like the Timberwolves. Hey, they are. Don't worry about it. I mean, the Timberwolves yeah. aren't playoff contenders either. They got the they uh, started yo, off really good and then they just like pulled that and crashed. Roll. It was like the Twitter account was dragging like how they were. And they'll have the they'll have they'll have Towns 
a lot more towns ready. So, yeah, I mean, MVP Carl Anthony Towns. The, right. the draft is going to be the most interesting in a while because of the fact that we don't know who's going to get picked. We know some guys are rated a little higher than others. You think about James Wise, many think about Anthony Edwards, but really the, the top, whatever, it's we don't know. It's not like it's you know, last draft it was like, okay, top two, we know who that is. We know who third really is going to be. We know maybe like top five, but like yeah. in a lot of drafts, we kind of know who's going to be the top guys. But you think about I, like I, the Anthony Bennett draft, like that no one knew who's going to go first. So it could be something yeah, like that. I have a lot of opinions about the draft this year because as the number one pick, and the, the Knicks haven't gotten in a while, have they? Uh, no, yeah. not since Ewing. Uh, who do you think the Timber? Who do you want Timberwolves <laughs> to take anyway? Um, I think I'll just save that for a later show because we have we're like three weeks out still, so I'm gonna leave that a secret. But I like I, mean, I take... like a couple prospects. Let's just say that someone I like taking their interviews like Lamella, like Lamella Ball. All right, sorry. Yeah, it is Lamella Ball, not Leangelo. Lamella Ball. Is... I don't like. All right, I'm just gonna say this now. I don't want Lamella Ball. Someone else can have him. Like he's I mean, just, if I he's how I he to the Knicks, I'll take him. No, I, no, I I Pick. He drafted. Bro, he. Everyone says he's arrogant, like in interviews and stuff. Like that's all they're saying. Like he's just an awful. Person. Not a fan. Like, of, not I a mean, fan like of father, like I son, want him. But... I want him as far away from the Knicks as possible. I'm, I mean, it's going to be bad. Another shameless plug. What is that? But you're drafting a young player for the future. You don't want to draft the players to do it. Oh, come, come on, on. we drafted young players and it's never worked. <laughs> no, like, I hope, you know the Knicks. Yeah. The, the Knicks should get Killian Hayes. He's gonna be really good. Yes, Killian sure, Hayes. exactly. I like him. I like I Cole. Tyrese I like. Honestly. I like Tyrese Maxey. I will take anybody in this draft. I don't care if it's an international random player. That's not supposed to be drafted. I'll take him over Lamelo Ball seven yeah. out of seven days a week. Well, Lamelo Ball ruin the organization. By the way, they're gonna have the best Jewish player in NBA history coming yes. out. I mean, Amari's technically Jewish, kind of, but like not really. Really, the best Jewish player ever was like Omri Caspi, and this guy is a guy that's gonna be dropped like top ten from Israel, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but- yeah, no, honest, honestly, this draft is actually like not that bad for the Knicks, considering it's a stacked point guard draft, and no one wants point guards. So you guys are going to have a lot of options at eight. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, final NBA thing you got. There was a possibility of a 50-game season. The NBA wants to – the league wants to start around Christmas time. The players want to start around Martin Luther King Day. It's about a difference of a month. And it's supposedly going to cost the NBA $1 billion if they start a month later. So what do you guys – my, Sorry. My question is if this whole thing. How are they going to – are they going to do bubble? Or are they going to do – no, no, I don't think. No I think bubble. if they do it, maybe they do it at the end. Um, how? I, maybe they do it like baseball did. How? It could be you're playing indoors. I don't know how they're gonna have fans. Honestly, I I think they, no. You, you're going indoors too. I wouldn't go to the game. I don't care if it's social. Distance, I mean, I indoors. wouldn't either. But there are we know there are people that are, especially yes, but, in certain cities. Yeah, so there's think a lot about, of like, people that will, especially the especially teams you know, where there people are not wearing masks as much. I remember Matias. He tweeted about he never complained about like people were not wearing masks in New York again. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. and he's in North Carolina now, and much less people are wearing masks, even though they're not like the most like not wearing masks. But there are people who are going to go to games. Trust me, that um, yeah. take this more lightly. Um, even though cases are increasing, like almost every state now, um, that's kind of scary. Oh but yeah, trust me. Fifty game season. I guess it's the if you don't have fans, then it's like. I don't know. It's just going to be pretty bad for financially for every league. 
Um, even the NFL, even though you know they're having limited fans, and I still they're still going to be losing money, especially because they're yeah, gonna the, the NBA are in a tight tight time frame too, because the Olympics are this summer as well. No, that's true. They, they want to get like... they want to get it done before the Olympics. But also, who yeah. knows? They, they don't have. A, I mean, I, I think they'll have the Olympics. Um, whether America is allowed to go because if our cases are still really bad. They may well, not think about it. Yeah. Europe is having a major spike too. But even so, like their spike, but it's also like it still pales in comparison to what we're at. Yeah. And we're not doing yeah. national well, we're not doing shutdowns like three days, you know, three Germany days. and Britain Germany's doing and Britain considering, but we'll see. Uh, I, I, I don't want to get too political for this, but um yeah, I mean that's kind of the NBA. NBA's in trouble. I mean we're gonna have this with MLB as well. We're gonna have this possibly with the next NFL and NHL season. Uh, but let's move on to priceless picks. All right. So in first place is Jeremy Goldstein. He went three and two last week. He broke a tie with me. He's now nine and six on the year. I went two and three. I'm eight and seven on the year. And Marabi had an improvement last week, but still tied for Lassie with me for that last week. Two and three. He went zero and five. He went whoa whoa. He went zero and five, and then he tied with you. Well, he got two and three. No, I mean he tied with me on the week. Oh okay. Oh okay. I was gonna say, bro. I was like, you behind me. Don't worry. It's not Marabi's season yet. No. Don't worry. We're going five and zero this week. Trust me. Okay. So we got a couple games for you. A lot of a couple of weird ones, um, because I kind of did it based on spread. A couple of weird spreads, I, I honestly felt, but I kind of went off. I go off that. Um, the four and two Colts going against the or at the three and three Lions, one o'clock on CBS. Jeremy, who do you got? I'm gonna go Lions by one. Okay, Lions by Rob. Lions? Okay, no. Colts are winning. They got they this is the game where Jonathan Taylor goes off because Rob, this is just where this is where you go on five, by the way. Just he's probably not gonna go on five. Um I'm, no, all right. Colts Colts have the better team in general. They had the run game is crazy. The run game is so good, and then the Lions uh, defense is awful. So yeah, Colts Colts by Colts by 14. Let's go do yeah. that. I was thinking the Colts at first, but I decided to go with the Lions. I just Philip Rivers has not been good this season. Following uh, passing him hasn't been great. Their running game has been okay, but like I don't know. I I think the Lions they can they can win. Um, they had a had a pretty big victory last week, even though it is the Falcons. <laughs> Next yeah. we got the three and three oh, Las Vegas Raiders at the five and two Cleveland Browns. Browns lost. They won last week to snap a, a little bit of a skid, um, and it's at one o'clock on Fox. So Jeremy, who do you got? Browns by four. Okay, Marab. Um, this is actually a really like interesting game. I like, I like, like Odell's gone, but he's honestly not going to be that big of an issue as we saw against the Bengals, where Rashard Higgins kind of went off. So, but I think I I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I like the Raiders. Oh, this Marab's trying to get ground in the standings. I don't blame him for that because if he's not, he he only has so many weeks left. Gotta go uh, for it. Go for it. Oh wait. Also, I'm going with the Browns as well. Uh, so yeah, that's why I was saying that. So he's the trying to stay game, with me. Four three forty nine at the five and one Seahawks. That's at four twenty five on Fox. Jeremy, who do you have? Seahawks by twenty. Oh my god, by twenty? You, you really think they're that bad, the Forty Niners? Anyway, hey, it's Rob, just you... I, the point spread doesn't matter. Rob, who do you got? Uh I gotta go with the Seahawks here too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still going with the Seahawks. I don't think it's going to be 20. I think it's going to be a pretty close game, but I do think at the end, Russell Wilson's just – he's so amazing. Jimmy Garoppolo is bad. 
Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game last week to be fair. A, I mean, against a terrible Patriots team. But yes, yeah. um, we'll go on. Now we got our wild card game: the five and two Rams, or sorry, for me, it's the five and two Rams at the three and three Dolphins. One o'clock on Fox. I am taking the Rams. Jeremy's game is two and four Chargers at the two and four Broncos. I thought you were going to give me the Giants game. All right, no, um, four or five on CBS. Who do you have? Chargers and who? Chargers Broncos. and Broncos. Give me the Chargers. That's fair. Rob, you got the four. Sorry, you got the six and zero Steelers at the five and one Ravens. One o'clock on CBS. Um, I think it's the game Lamar Jackson proved he's a big game player. So I, I got the Ravens by. I six. agree with Mar- I agree with Rob. Yeah, no, that's a that's gonna be real exciting. That's the game. I think the Ravens are gonna win pretty handily. Just okay, my now, opinion. Upset picks, possibilities. Jets over Chiefs. Jets are underdogs by a ton. <laughs> um, not surprising. Um. Cowboys over Eagles or Giants over Buccaneers. Jeremy, who do you got? I swear to God, you're going to say Giants. I swear if you say Giants. Don't say it. New York Giants. Yeah, you guys have full. How many offensive linemen do you guys have left? My dad gave it to me, and also it is a stat that ESPN gave when given their prediction. Giants against the spread, which really doesn't make a difference, but they're 0-7 when at home. So if they – they're probably, you know, which means they're probably going to lose by a lot. Here's the deal. This is what – out of the three, well, whatever, Giants, they're the best option if you think about it. The Jets are, don't score points. They had four yards in the second half last week. Four yards in the second half. The Eagles are playing a third-string quarterback in Ben DiNucci, and I think the, the, they're going to win the NFC East pretty handily. Zeke's had a bad season. The Cowboys' defense is a mess. And the Giants have the best chance because they've been in every game pretty much. Okay, Marab, quickly give yours. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the eagle of uh, the Cowboys to win this week. Ben DiNucci pulling off uh, absolute madness. Yeah, and the, the Giants only have like f- two offensive linemen, so I don't really like. That. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. Ben DiNucci said, "Bring the whole house. Why not? We'll make up for it. It's all good." And that's gonna do it for the weekly pitch. Tune in next week, same pitch time, same pitch place. I'm Michael Memes signing out. <laughs>